Hello, and welcome to this episode of What's Wellness Podcast, a show where I discuss physical, energetic, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness through the lens of various viewpoints, both Western and Eastern philosophies, modalities, and practices. I'm your host, Alia from Alia Yoga, founder of Alia Yoga Academy Teacher Training. So yeah, I'm a yoga instructor, but also a meditation and spin instructor and a former world-ranked professional tandem surfer. I take my life experiences thus far, including my struggles, triumphs, and challenges in order to turn my mess into my message, so to speak. I've been through a lot of physical health challenges, especially surrounding my digestion, and have turned my focus inwards to look deep inside of myself in order to help discover tools and modalities in order to foster more wellness and balance in my life. Through sharing parts of my journey and opening up this forum for others to share as well, I have learned and grown so much as an individual and as someone who is committed to making a positive impact in people's lives and on the planet with the finite and indefinite amount of time that I have here. I've been doing a series on the eight limbs of yoga, and the first four limbs are discussed in the following episodes, episode 20 and episode 22 of season one, and then the third and fourth limb of yoga are discussed in episode 31 and 34, respectively, from season two. Today, I will talk about the fifth limb of yoga and go into detail about how this limb relates to this time of year. It's mid-December and the holidays are upon us. It's a very interesting time as we round out 2020, an unforgettable year with challenges that have both divided as well as united us as humans, leading to many difficult experiences that we were certainly not anticipating when we began the year. 2020 was supposed to be symbolic for clear vision or perfect vision, and I was really looking forward to a lot of clarity this year. And although it didn't come in the ways that I was hoping or expected, I definitely have found a certain clarity, both in the relationships that I'll continue to pour love and time and energy into, as well as those that have naturally fallen away. I have more clarity in my decision and desire to continue podcasting, despite some of the challenges that come with trying to get my message out there. And clarity that came with purchasing a condo and Josh Bailey and I moving into our first home that we own together, trusting that this is a good decision for us and not taking it for granted. The clarity and knowing of how blessed and fortunate we are to have had this opportunity at this time. 
there is still much that I'm searching for clarity on. I often wonder if my career needs to pivot and change directions as I'm open to growing and going down a different path, if there's a greater cause that I can serve and make more of an impact while contributing more to my family financially. I've always said that if there's a direction, a different way that I need to pivot and take that I'd love for God to direct or redirect me, just point me in the direction that you want me to go and give me a little kick in the pants and and I'll go. I'm happy to adapt and change and I'm always curious if there's more out there for me to be doing. In the meantime, I have to trust that I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, learning and growing along the way, and pausing at times to be quiet and tune inwards, to reflect and wait for messages to show up for me. It's important to slow down enough in order to hear and understand. It is said that during prayer, we ask God for something, and during meditation, God speaks to us. It's in meditation where the mind quiets and the body stills that we are open to hearing God speak to us and through us. This ties directly into the fifth limb of yoga, which in Sanskrit is called pratyahara which can be seen as the bridge between external and internal yoga practice. Before I go into greater detail, let me share with you the wise words of the week brought to you today by Catherine Budig, who says, Inner peace begins the moment you choose not to allow another person or event to control your emotions. Mm, I love this quote because I've experienced how easy it is to be distracted from the inner peace that is available when my awareness is in the present moment. Distraction can occur when I'm focused or fixated on someone or something outside of myself or my control that takes me out of mindfulness for what I'm doing or experiencing in the here and now. It's a practice like exercising a muscle that takes effort, time, and dedication to training the direction of thoughts and thought patterns in order to remain focused inwards where inner peace is like a flickerless flame and where our eternal spirit resides. Well, thank you so much for being here and for tuning in today. I hope you're having a wonderful day and week so far, and I'm looking forward to sharing more about the fifth limb of yoga with you. First, a very quick word about Anchor, which is the platform I use to create this podcast. I'll be right back, and thanks for staying tuned. Welcome back everyone. I'm here today solo casting about the fifth limb of yoga, which in Sanskrit is called pratyahara. And in English, this term means to withdraw one's senses of the external world and focus awareness inwards. Pratyahara moves the practitioner towards the more subtle art of concentration and meditation 
and towards samadhi, or in Sanskrit, the concept for enlightenment. The word pratyahara stems from the Sanskrit prati and ahara. Prati means against or away, and ahara is anything we take into ourselves from the outside. Pratyahara is about withdrawing ourselves from any external information and stimulation so we can hear the messages from within. We have within us everything we seek externally. BKS Iyengar, the founder of Iyengar Yoga, said the mind in truth is for mankind the cause of bondage and liberation. It brings bondage if it is bound to objects of desire and liberation when it is free from objects. There is bondage when the mind craves, grieves, or is unhappy over something. The mind becomes pure when all desires and fears are annihilated. An essential part of our daily life is the use of our senses. We learn about our surroundings and receive so much information through the sense of sight, touch, taste, sound, and smell. But all of the information that comes in through these senses are based on the external. And anything that takes your focus away from these external impressions and instead helps you cultivate and create a powerful, peaceful, and positive inward reflection is the practice of pratyahara. With respect to this inward awareness comes the self-inquiry to determine the quality of external stimulation that you're taking in. For example, as you become more aware of and accustomed to the inner peace that comes from withdrawing the senses and releasing attachments to the fluctuations of your mind, you'll become more aware of what has perhaps been working against you and perhaps has been keeping you stuck, like unhealthy relationships and choices, including what types of media and information you're taking in, the choices made in food and nutrition, and the quality of your relationship with yourself and with others. What kind of impressions are you feeding yourself through TV and social media? Is it inspiring, motivating, and uplifting, or is it junk food for your mind? Additionally, is your body tight and tense, or do you move with fluidity, comfort, and ease? During the yoga asana practice, you experience different poses to release physical and energetic tension and the manifestation of stress when it's held within the body. This is incredibly important for the mind to quiet down and is a wonderful preparation for pratyahara. Since yoga asana is the third limb, followed by pranayama or breath control practices being the fourth limb, it may start making sense the sequential order for these eight limbs of yoga that are taking you deeper into introspection and inward reflection. Cultivate elements of pratyahara and connect with yourself by letting go of the external world and being fully present on your mat during your yoga asana practice, thereby uniting asana, pranayama, and pratyahara 
into the experience you bring to your practice on your mat and be aware of your senses and observe your reactions to them. When you learn how to focus the mind, the senses will follow because the mind can only take in a certain amount of sensory input. So the energy flows where the mind goes. I'll say that again. The energy flows where the mind goes. We can use this in the practice of Pratyahara by intentionally directing the mind inwards and away from the external stimulation. If you can control your mind, the senses are controlled as well. You can start by directing your mind to one sense only, such as what you hear. Next time you are in Shavasana, final resting pose at the end of an asana practice, allow your mind to focus on all the different sounds around you, far away and close by. Try not to judge or label the sounds, just listen. Once the mind gets used to the sounds, it will naturally focus more on the inside. Do the same practice with sensation or touch, again in Shavasana, or perhaps when you're laying in bed getting ready to fall asleep. Focus all of your attention on what your body is touching and the sensation and textures you can feel. Notice also what places of your body are not touching anything and the contrast in that experience. Remember to practice patience as you learn to let go of attachment to the external stimulation and become more comfortable in the stillness and focused inward awareness. Most of us cannot jump into advanced variations or arm balances and inversions on the first day of an asana practice, but this doesn't mean you can't eventually progress and get there. Give your mind the same freedom to grow and develop and be patient with yourself. Continue to practice and take each day as it comes, always putting one foot in front of the other. This time of year is especially important to carve out time for yourself throughout the holiday season to get grounded and present in the moment and to focus on what you have rather than what you don't have in order to appreciate and enjoy the ways in which you are blessed. Carving out a few minutes this week to sit in stillness and quiet your mind, withdraw your senses, and to open your heart to experience the powerful, loving energy of God or the universe, or become aware of the incredible nature of being a human alive in this time in history. We are not immortal. As humans, our species has been around in existence for such a short period of time in the scheme of the age of this planet, and our ticket to ride this roller coaster called life expires at some point. Pratyahara teaches us that exploring our inner world is just as powerful and important, maybe even more so, than exploring what is outside of ourselves. And with this holiday season being different from any other holiday season we've experienced, perhaps there's time and room in life to spend a few minutes this week getting acquainted with your inner world and the flickerless flame that is your eternal spirit. 
Remember, yoga is a process of discovery and growth. Just as asana practice takes time, so does practicing the techniques to train the mind. One of my biggest takeaways and growth experiences has been learning to identify what thoughts are mine and which thoughts have been programmed into my consciousness based on the program, so to speak, that I downloaded and have been replaying since early childhood on my path through self-awareness, self-acceptance, and my journey to self-love, I got to know my inner workings and patterns of thoughts and behavior. I was so interested in learning about myself, the types of things that I would always take time and effort to learn about someone I was dating, but at the time didn't know myself well enough to be able to articulate or describe. One pattern of thinking that I noticed over and over again was about not being lovable or feeling loved. I would replay in my mind being told by an older kid when I was really little that I was too ugly to ever be loved. I mean, who says that, right? And of course, it wasn't meant to stick with me, but it did. And I replayed that for years, proving for myself through the evidence of my previous failed relationships that this story was true. What my inward reflection and quieting of the senses to listen deeper into myself brought up was the fact that this statement is indeed not true. And that even when I believed it, I was still lovable and loved, even though I wasn't open to see or feel it because of the filter or lens through which I viewed my life and experiences. When I realized this, I sat myself down in front of a mirror and evaluated what makes me beautiful. Externally first, and I'll admit, I had a hard time with this, but I could tell myself that I had beautiful eyes and smile and whatever else in the moment, but what really worked for me was discovering the eternal qualities of a beautiful heart. And I was able to identify for myself many. I'm very compassionate and kind towards others. I'm generous with my time and talents. I care deeply about the well being of my family, friends, and community. I was able to see myself transform from someone with low self-esteem to someone totally confident in knowing who I am and what makes my heart beautiful beyond what the eye can see. This was my first true practice with Pratyahara, withdrawing my senses of what's external and focusing on what's within my heart. This time of year can also bring up a lot of comparison to others or jealousy and a sense of longing or sadness. I've been there too because my birthday is December 23rd, two days before Christmas, and a very hectic and busy day of the year. Many people are last minute shopping, prepping, cooking, wrapping, or traveling, or welcoming guests. And the energy of the day always feels frenetic and rushed. For many years, I spent my birthday and Christmas by myself because my parents would be traveling every year at this time. 
and my brother would be away as well. I would always have a celebration on a day leading up to my birthday, either the weekend or two weekends prior to it, so that I could be with friends and family to celebrate before my parents and my brother would leave. But on the actual day, I was often alone and very sad. I'd save gifts from whatever party I'd had and open a few on the 23rd and save the rest for Christmas morning. Before I met Josh, I dreaded this time of year. My experiences now are very different, which is why you maybe heard me chuckle, because being married with Josh knowing how important it is for me to feel celebrated and to have him by my side on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th have transformed the holiday season and my birthday experience. And one of the interesting things about the pandemic is that it is keeping my parents from leaving for the three months that they're usually abroad this time of year. My brother is no longer married, and so this is the first year since childhood that we can all be together. And it's something that I'm very much looking forward to, despite what it means for my parents not being able to travel or what it means for my brother to have gone through his divorce. Needless to say, however, I'm accustomed to feeling sad around the holidays, and I understand that there are a lot of people out there who are mourning and missing family and people right now. And if you're listening and feeling the heaviness and weight of the world on your shoulders, and if you could use someone to listen to you and hold space, please reach out to me. Sending me an email is a really easy way to connect. It's free to send an email, and it can be really hard to ask for help, but I'm available. Whether we know one another in real life or not, to be in touch is an invitation to anyone who needs someone, and I'd be honored to be that for you. Now, because it's fun to flip the script and I like to think about different philosophies from various perspectives, I'm keen to share now about how connecting with and focusing awareness on the senses is also a beneficial practice worthy of contemplation. The majority of people have been gifted all five senses. Of course, some of the population doesn't have all five or to various degrees. Some senses are limited while others may be heightened. But for the sake of simplicity, speaking about having all five senses, it's an interesting concept to focus on is how much of each sense do you rely on and utilize in your conscious awareness? When you're listening to something, does it get your full and undivided attention? Or are you listening to this and simultaneously thinking about something else? And when you're experiencing sensations, such as doing the yoga asana practice, how much of your attention is going to this experience fully? In the same regard, that it is easy to be distracted by external stimuli, it's also easy to be distracted to additional stimuli taking awareness out of the present focus point of a precious moment. And I think what's valuable in this context is the point about harnessing the ability or practicing one's skill of focus and especially on one thing or sensation or task at a time.
focusing on one thing is difficult for me as I'm a multitasker and have a hard time doing only one thing at a time. In fact, I'll be recording podcasts and editing simultaneously and doing three other things at once because some things take longer than others and I like to be efficient and effective with my time. As a multitasker, I feel like this is a gift that serves my personality and I like to get things done, but it also causes some scatteredness for my mental state and requires a lot of energy rather than honing in on the simplicity of taking one task at a time. I think this is a common reason why meditation can be so challenging, especially to get started. When it comes to sensations and focusing on my senses, I'm easily distracted. But this practice and conditioning over time to be able to focus more has so many benefits for mental awareness and the ability to stay present in the moment. Because what good is it if you can harness the practice of pratyahara and withdraw your senses, but not be able to apply the lesson and the essence of this practice into daily life? Tuning inwards and withdrawing the senses is an amazing tool to practice harnessing a reflective and introspective awareness and also appreciating or not taking for granted the senses that you do have and exploring them as a mindfulness practice as well as beneficial for strengthening this muscle for focus. In sharing all of this, I think it's really interesting to note that each individual experiences these practices differently and whatever lens through which you view your life and what you've been through versus what you want to create for your future will help you to navigate and co-create life to move in that direction. Being aware of the power of your mind and able to focus inwards is so powerful for cultivating clarity and direction as well as a sense of gratitude and appreciation for what you have and who you are. Your body and your senses are a gift and you have one body within which you experience all of life. And it's a roller coaster. The high highs and low lows all contribute to the contrasts that make life interesting and creating opportunities to learn and grow every day and with every adventure and season along the way. So I hope you've learned a little bit today about Pratyahara, the fifth limb of yoga especially with regards to what it means to turn away from the external stimulation and withdraw the senses in order to tune in to your heart and your inner knowing. If you're interested in starting a meditation practice and want to learn more about Pratyahara and the Eight Limbs of Yoga, or if you need any support please know that I'm available to help you navigate through whatever it is that you're going through, and I'm happy to connect with you personally. As always, links to get in touch and other pertinent information are available for easy navigation in the show notes below, including the link for the sources I used in my research for today's show. 
If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or feedback, or if you do need support in any way, I would love to be there for you and hear from you. Please reach out. My email is alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A-H-L-I-A. If you feel called to share about something that stood out to you from today's episode, I'd love for you to take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag at Alia Yoga and at What's Wellness Podcast on Instagram, and I'll be excited to see who tunes in and shares. Also, if you're local to my area, San Diego, and specifically North County Coastal, and you're available Sunday, January 17th, I'd like to invite you to join me for my next small group, outdoor, in-person vinyasa yoga flow. It's accessible for all levels. Pre-registration is required, and the park we practice at has enough space to be physically distanced. I'm offering an in-person class once a month right now, but I do offer a weekly online live virtual vinyasa yoga class. It's called Sunshine Yoga with Alia, held every Wednesday afternoon at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. There are a few people who come to those classes in person and or online who also tune into this show And I feel so loved and supported by you. You totally light up my life. So you know who you are, and I want to give a very extra special thank you. It makes a big difference if you please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and family, and help to spread the word about what's wellness. Please leave a review in the iTunes podcast store so that I can once again share the warm words of the week and read your review on air. And I'll also offer you a free full-length yoga class video from my website as my way of saying thanks. If you enjoy online yoga classes, home workouts, as well as guided meditations, and for more about what I offer, go check out my website, aliayoga.com. I have a little shop with CBD tinctures for sale on the site, as well as Sole water kits, pain relief roll-on gel, essential oil rollers, and tons of full-length yoga class videos for unlimited use with a one-time $15 purchase. Today, I'm grateful for Josh and Bailey, my parents and brother, and being able to spend my birthday and Christmas with them this year. I don't take it for granted, and I'm feeling grateful that we are all nearby and able to interact because I know there are many people and families who will not be getting together this year for the holidays because of the pandemic, but it's something I'm feeling overwhelmingly excited about and grateful for. Well, thank you once again for tuning in to What's Wellness today. I'm so fortunate to be able to share time and energy with you in this way. And I'll be back again next Thursday with a brand new episode for you. So until next time, be well.